Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and welcome to episode 92. I am uh, pretty excited about this episode, and I am very happy to be releasing it to you. It's a conversation I had with Chef Jesse from Kasai down in Armory Square here in Syracuse. Uh, really happy to have him down to the studio and chat and get to know a little bit more about him and just talk about different stuff that's happening in the industry and uh, in Syracuse and with food and to know more about him. And that's pretty much it. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you are a restaurant worker who is not, who has not gone back to work uh, and is still at home collecting unemployment, then I implore you for the love of God and all that is holy, go back to work. There are countless jobs existing right here, job openings right here in Syracuse in central New York. Restaurant owners are so incredibly desperate for staffing. Uh, I hear probably, I would say 50% of the complaints against restaurants right now is due to a lack of staff. So please, for the love of God, go back to work. Go back to work. If you need help finding a job, you can email me, anthony at eatlocalcny.com, and I will be more than happy to find work for you. There are so many restaurants. Some are offering free pizza for a year. Some are offering $400 bonuses, $500 bonuses. I heard today that McDonald's is so desperate. I don't want you to go work at McDonald's. I want to see McDonald's close. But... McDonald's is so desperate for staff that they are giving, they're paying people who just show up to the interview $50. That's the world that we live in right now. I want that to sink in just for a second. So if you're looking for a job, if you're a restaurant industry worker who's still at home collecting unemployment, please go back to work. Also reach out to me because I want to do a little bit of like a uh, interview with you as to why you're not going to back to work. I really want to put out this like uh, piece of con- this podcast, this video that explores why so many people aren't going back to work right now. We all know why, but I still want to explore it. All right. Well, that's it. Here's a song from my cousin and his band out of Oregon. How long have you been at Kasai? Two years. Oh, really? Two years, yep. Uh, I mean, do you like it? I love it. Love <laughs> it. Absolutely. I do. Yeah. It was so, I went in there, I had no I had no fucking idea what any of these ingredients were or what I was getting myself into, but I went to the restaurant before and I was like, <clears throat> you know, I had a couple really good meals. I had a couple really bad ones. <laughs> yeah. And but I got to know Kyle and, you know, uh, a friend of mine introduced us and I was like, dude, I was like, I don't know why, but I think I want to work here, you know? <laughs> and I was like, what do you think about that? And after a while, you know, he th- he actually thought about it and now yeah. here we are, but yeah, I like it there. I was hesitant at first because, like I said, I have no fucking idea what a lot of these ingredients are, or I didn't know. Yeah. 
What do you think? You think that's better or worse for going into something like that? Um, I think a little bit better because how else do you find out? You're going to ask questions or and put the spoon in your mouth. You know, I, I tasted these ingredients. I had no idea what they were. I feel like uh, you can know everything about everything, and you're going to get a lesser result than you go in and just taste it and use your palate and your senses, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, this way you can kind of figure shit out. In the as experiment. far as creating food, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you really have to be open. I've said it for a while about, like, how backward Syracuse is behind the times. And um, I feel like the Berea tacos is like one of the first trends that we've ever, we're not at the forefront of it, but we're not 10 years behind like we typically are. Yeah. And which is, I don't know why that's super fucking surprising that we are. I didn't know anybody in town was doing it until I did the video at Kasai and Kyle had it and I made the fucking connection at that point. Next thing you know, everywhere else is doing Literally, it. Literally, it's not. Yeah. It was already a thing, but it just kind of blew up after that and it was, it was great. Yeah, there's like 10 places in town or around town that are doing it now. Still, I'm surprised not more haven't jumped on it. Yeah. But, um, and I don't know how legit they are, because there's like a couple of bars and taverns that are fucking doing it. But Right. I mean, it's a simple thing. I mean, really. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, you have to have a really good fucking, what are they, is it a broth or, you know, whatever the consomme, whatever the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not consomme because it's not clear. It's not a broth because it's... A, I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's fatty and it's just delicious. Yeah. But, um, we had the ones at Carmelita's and those are really fucking good. Yeah. And she's only doing them on Saturdays. And see, we don't even really do them the traditional way. Right. Um, but it's a play on it. Yeah, for sure. It's fun. Yeah. And it's good. So it's, um, it's a, so with that, I've started like just recently, we've, we've started looking around the internet at like, place like what other restaurants around the country are doing and shit like that and like what they're posting and how they're posting it and uh you know the one thing that i see i mean granted i'm sure these places are pretty true to who they are but everything's trendy you know like the posts that they're making the videos they're putting out everything's like trendy and like really especially nowadays it's you know it's not on tiktok but it's tiktoky you know yeah. everybody's got their fucking thing and um yeah, you know, I'd say that's areas that Syracuse is still beyond the times in terms of like social stuff. But, uh, but yeah, the Berea tacos is really surprising to see. But people have to fucking do, like, Kyle did cheesesteak, so now he's fucking he's not switching to tacos, but now he's got tacos on the people menu. People are still asking about the goddamn cheesesteaks. Really? Doing, yeah, I mean, it's like we did it for when we were locked down, no dining, and that was great. And that's what we did. And we're glad people responded so well to it. Maybe in the future, probably in the future, something's going to come of it. Yeah. You know, but that's also a reason why you do things like that, you know, right. see what people want. Because, you know, not to be offensive to anyone out there doing cheesesteaks, there's some good cheesesteaks. They might not be traditional um, to fill it up here or whatever, but I just, you know. Yeah. This is a really good cheesesteak, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple places I haven't been. The Taste of Philadelphia and Eastwood I've never been to. Um, but I don't know how they are. And there's a place in Fayetteville called Geno's that I haven't been to yeah, either. Yeah, I think there's also Geno's in North Syracuse. I've been to that one. Are they the same? No. No. The ones in the one in Fayetteville is actually 
who was a guy, I'm assuming he still owns it and runs it. He had a creative marketing agency and then opened that thing. And uh, their social media is good. I've only ever heard good things about them, but I need to get out there and check them out. And who doesn't love a good cheese steak? I know. Cheese and steak. Yeah. I don't know. I've had really good whiz and I've had really bad whiz. Yeah, it's it's something so simple, but it's really yeah. There's a there's a science behind it in a way, right? You know, weren't you guys making your own? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, yeah, I don't. So I don't know what the trend is now, except for people still want the new shit more than ever. I think it's. Like, you know, the Bria tacos is one thing. People always love some sort of fried chicken. I don't get the hype between the fried chicken, yeah. all the fried chickens or the fast food places. I mean, typically they're all just a fried chicken sandwich with some with some pickles on there. I don't get right. the... The fried chicken sandwich is like the biggest trend in food right now. But it has been for... It has been for a while. Yeah. I had like McDonald's came out with their big thing and it's supposed to be really... I went and tried it. It was pretty disgusting, <clears> which I guess you typically... It should be pretty right. disgusting coming from McDonald's. But there's some really good chicken sandwiches out there. I don't know if anybody has really fucking nailed it yet. I, um, and I don't know why people haven't done... Um, I'm talking about like the traditional chicken sandwich, like... Kasai, you guys have yours. You have the new one now with the ghost pepper or the reaper. Yeah. Um, Zach does a really good one at uh, Four Meadows. He's got like his special sauce, whatever on it. It's, pretty, it's really good. But I don't know if anybody's really fucking perfected it yet. Um, I had So Flies. It was okay. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to see like a fried chicken restaurant pop up. Yeah. You know, like... Not just sandwiches, but do like legitimate fried chicken. Yeah, whole half chickens, yeah. right? We used to do the half chicken over at Kasai. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> it was good. Yeah. You know, but I always think to myself, what makes, so you have all these different variations of fried chicken, grilled chicken, this chicken, that chicken. What makes the perfect chicken sandwich? Do right. We, do we, have we figured that out yet? No, I don't right. think so. Right, so... I think just with everyone doing the, all these different things, maybe one day we'll, we can all come to agreement that this makes a perfect chicken sandwich. And does it have pickles on it? Because that's a new thing yeah. I've been seeing is let's keep pickles off of chicken sandwiches. I think it's asinine. Right. But there's people out there who think like this, these yeah. crazy wackadoodles. <laughs> but I'm a, pick, I'm a pickle on the sandwich type of guy. I don't know if I've ever had one without a pickle on the sandwich. Because it's crazy, right? But yeah. So I think we have years and years right. ahead of us before we find the perfect <laughs> chicken sandwich. I don't. I've never had the chicken sandwich at at uh, um, uh, FLX Frybird, mm -hmm. but we went out there like two years ago and had the chicken, just the fried chicken, and they'd use a pressure cooker, pressure fryer, and it was. And the spice on it was some of the best fried chicken I've ever had. And see, you're not much of a spice guy. Not not hot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not. I don't want I don't want to fucking be sitting there crying. The biggest thing is I don't want to look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> um I have to stop cursing. Mark, I know you're listening. I'm sorry for cursing all the time. Uh one of the listeners uh tells me when I curse too much. Um I don't like I don't want to look like an idiot in a restaurant. It's the same reason same reason why I won't order chicken wings if I'm dining at a restaurant because I don't want to look like the stereotype of like the fat guy sitting down with food all over my mm -hmm. face. It's the same reason why I refuse buffets. I will never, 
I've been to Texas de Brazil once, and that will be the only time I go oh, there. Man, I made a fool of myself there. <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> that's why I don't. Go, that's why I don't want to go. <laughs> so you just have to embrace it. No, man. No. I don't have, no. no. Sometimes I'm out there. I'm like, this is what they're expecting of me. So let's just give them a show. <laughs> no, man. I don't want to. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Um. I hate. We went to a family function like a couple of years ago. My wife and I, and it was a. She was like going to this restaurant where she was like it's like an easter dinner or something and she was like oh by the way it's a buffet i was like the fuck it is no let's it's like call your parents we're going somewhere else i don't think we did go somewhere no, else line but. me up i'll put i'll tuck the napkin <laughs> into my shirt and then i'll head to the line i mean yeah man no it would, uh i don't like that kind of stuff so that's why i don't like hot stuff uh mainly when i'm going out to eat because i don't want to look like some idiot sitting there choking Nothing is more embarrassing to me than being at a restaurant like choking on water or something. You know, like oh, you're, I mean, you're on too. display, right? At that point, yeah. exactly. So no, I don't want to go eat something hot and then be <laughs> sitting there choking, and then I'm freaking out, thinking like, what if the waiter sucks and I can't get water in time? <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I like painfully <laughs> spicy stuff, so I've been there. Yeah, I've done that. And those things have happened. Right. You know, and it's it's uh. It can be embarrassing until you embrace it and you're just like, hey, you know what? This is who I am. I did this to myself and now I have to face the consequences. <laughs> yeah. We did the hot sauce challenge with uh, Sriracha Q's and uh, we did a video for that a couple of years ago. And yeah. No, Boy, man. they make some good sauces. Yeah. I enjoyed them. I used to work yeah. at Empire. Did you? Yep. <clears throat> and uh, they they did a, made a sauce with the beer. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Someone had the co- had the complaint uh, that they don't use. They're like they push that they're this local brand, but they don't. A lot of their stuff they don't use isn't local. Which obviously you're not going to use like local chili peppers and shit right. like that. But and maybe it was even that they don't even like have it bottled locally. I forget what it was. There's some complaint about it. But um, my only thing with and I guess you know listen, I guess it's you know commerce. Um, but it's not like he developed this crazy hot sauce recipe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, some of the stuff was good. Most they of could it do I it local. Like. Yeah. I've told people before, you know, um, there's other businesses out there. Like uh, you have these hydroponic shops, right? And you go in there. If you do any sort of home growing vegetable garden, you go in there and they always have a big display of the equipment that they want you to buy. Yeah. And they want to use it. I've done this before. You go in there and say, hey, why don't you start growing some ghost peppers or something, Mm. right? They'll grow it for you. Maybe throw them a couple bucks or they'll just harvest the fruit of the plant for you. Wouldn't you say that's a locally sourced pepper? It's as easy as that. If you really wanted to do it, you could do it. Yeah, for sure. Huh. Yeah, I never thought about and that. And everyone wins. Maybe yeah. throw their they throw a little advertisement on the bottle or right. when you do a promotion, say, Hey, I got this here and there. They grew it for me. Yeah. Grown in Syracuse or wherever you may be from. Right. And everyone wins. Have you ever gotten into that growing your own stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ended horribly. Jalapenos tasted like ghost peppers. Ghost peppers weren't hot. <laughs> <clears throat> Terrible tacos. Ruined my whole night. But yeah. For sure. The ghost peppers weren't hot? 
The good no, the <laughs> the cross pollinated the ghost pepper was like a really mild, and the jalapeno was insane. You know, so when I'm chopping <laughs> raw, raw jalapenos on my tacos, and I'm crying, and I'm I'm stuff's leaking from my face. I'm like, what did happen here? And it took me a minute to get out of panic mode and be like, oh, this, you know, this is what happened. That's all. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Do you grow them in, like hydroponically or did you do it outdoor? No, yeah. no, I've done some stuff hydroponically, you know, just using a buddy's setup just yeah. to uh, mess around, you yeah. know, just to say that I did it. Yeah. It's something that intrigues me. It's just, uh, unfortunately, don't yeah. have much time for it. I think that's all probably going to blow up, especially even more now that weed is legal in New York State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because you can't buy it. You can't sell it yet. Yeah. Uh, um, and the retail may not be coming for a year, but you can, what, it, what was it? You can, I think you can have up, to, you can carry up to like three ounces on your person. Crazy amount of weed to just be carrying around. You can have up to like five pounds in your home uh-huh. and you can now smoke it wherever you can smoke cigarettes. Which is, I know I had this conversation yesterday <laughs> so they can come up with some other regulations. I can't believe I haven't seen it yet, especially working in Armory Square. Yeah. I thought all these college kids are going to be going around, you know, blazing blunts and all this. Right. And it hasn't happened yet. That's surprising. That is surprising. Yeah. But give it time. Yeah. I'm sure not everyone's on the news like you think they would be, but right. it'll only be a matter of time. Yeah. Before Cheech and Sean come down Armory <laughs> Square. Yeah. I mean, it's still a federal offense. Yep. I mean, not that, you know, they're going to, you know, anybody's really going to go after somebody smoking a little bit of weed on the streets. You can, you know, still be drug tested at yeah. work if the, if you, they don't want you smoking weed and working for their company, that's yeah. going to be a thing. You know, as long as it's federally illegal, that is always going to be the thing. Yeah. You know? I didn't think about that. Yeah. You know, hey, it's legal, but it, you know. Right. You're a nurse, or you're this or that. Yeah, huh. and, uh, I'm not a, a pot smoker anymore. I used to be, but now that it's once it's you know now that it's legal, I don't know if I'll get back into it or not, or try. You know, I've really want to tr- experiment at some point with different things, like to see what would happen create like creatively. Um, but a friend of mine and I just had a beer last week, and he was telling me about he has started to and he called me like two years or like at the beginning of the pandemic and asked me if I knew anybody that he could he could get mushrooms from and immediately the two people I recommended were two friends of like he knew them as well and they refused to sell to him (laughs) Uh, but he wound up finding someone and so he uh, he like we got a beer because he wanted to tell me about this experience apparently he had some experience where he like way overdosed on mushrooms but this experience is he has you like this guy does these things uh so it's a guide and you're blindfolded and you're listening to classical music uh on headphones during your entire experience uh but you're taking way more than you should and uh it's like this set thing and so he had this really like enlightening uh, thing. This is a this is a, a friend of mine who is this supposed to be therapeutic because this is sounding a little torturous. I don't know if it's supposed to be therapeutic or not. Well, no, I take that back. Yes, it is uh, because um, he came. This is a guy who typically, even when he's out around people like his friends, 
he doesn't like to be out in public. Like he would have like really bad social anxiety. You would never know it from talking to him because he is a really interesting and kind of enlightened person. Uh, not that he's a douche, but he's just a really interesting person. Uh, he, like um, he wants to one day be a uh, sitcom writer. So to give you some idea of his personality. Yeah. So he's like intelligent, but he's also really, really witty um, and kind of dry sense of humor. Um, so, but part of this experience they went through was he now all of a sudden just wanted to go be in a social setting around people he didn't know. And so I like, I haven't talked to him in a few months and he sent me a text that said, or, uh, he sent a group, like a group text to us and said, are any of you having friends over or want to go out and hang out with people like a big group of friends? Cause I'm desperate to be around people I don't know. <laughs> so he's trying. Yeah. That's great. I was like, I don't have anything planned, but we can go get a beer if you want to. And uh, I took, we went to the Salt City Market, which was probably like the best case for him uh, to be around a shit ton of people. But it's a big space. I haven't been there yet. Oh, you haven't? No. It's pretty cool. But uh, you know, if, if anybody from the market's listening to this, I'm sorry, but uh, I think they fucked up with their setup with it because and and this sounds really bad and white of me, but there's not enough normal food. Yeah, I see. It's it's a little all over the place, a little one sided kind of even. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you can go in there and you can get soul food from Slay's place. You can go to Miss Prissy's. All the food there that I've had is phenomenal. I don't think any of it's bad food. Um, but you have those two. Then you have um, you know you have Firecracker Thai Kitchen. Sarah there on the card. We've had her on the podcast. Amazing. I mean, she her first job in a kitchen was at uh, Bistro Elephant and at uh, what's the other place that he owns? Um, shit, there's Bistro Elephant and what's the really fine dining place that Max owns? Lemongrass? Lemongrass. And then Lemongrass because they share kind of the same space. And Lemongrass, Eamon Lee and Jared from fucking St. Urban were in that kitchen. And Sarah's first kitchen job was sharing a space with them. I mean, rough. Yeah, I mean, those, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because those are two of the best, right there. Right. Um, and so, uh, so you have Firecracker Thai Kitchen. She's doing great. You have Nauk, who's doing Mama High's uh, great job. Ewing at the Cake Bar is obviously doing great. Um, you have Big and Burma. You've got the Sinbad. You got the uh, well, whatever. I think it's Iraqi, but whatever the hell it is. So they do Middle Eastern food. Have you tried this? Because they have a a place by me in Easton on James Street. The stretch ice cream. I haven't, but I've heard amazing things about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really. Have you had it? No, I haven't. I've yeah. heard great things too. I'm really, yeah, really interested in that. I haven't been in there. No, I've heard some pretty killer things about it though. I haven't heard anything about it in a while, but. Um, I don't think the name of the place at the market is called Sinbad's, and I feel very racist. <laughs> I think Sinbad's is the place in Eastwood. On James Street, right? <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you, we live and we learn. It's okay. Uh, forgive me. Uh, don't cancel me. <laughs> um, and then you have the Jamaican place, and you have Fiona Pies the Limit. And it's just set up like the layout's weird in there. It's not weird in there, but... I feel like Fiona's down at like the one you haven't been in there yet. So no. you there's like the main section and then you have Fiona's like all the way, not all the way. It's only, you know, a few feet away. But Fiona's at this end of the market that there's no traffic to right now. 
because the co-op isn't open. So it's like being, you know, like the last spot in the dark corridor of the mall, you know? Yeah. Um, so you have her. Um, plus, from what I've been told is that, like, um, Firecracker and Mama High's uh, aren't doing really that well in, like, Big and Burma, and whatever, for whatever reason that is. Um, that, like, it's the soul food places that are really crushing it. Um, but there's just, you know, you can't go in there and get a cheeseburger yeah. or a slice of pizza. And you should be able to. Yeah, I mean, for where it is and what they're trying to cater to, I feel like that would be the obvious choice. If you want to attract the most amount of people, if a family wants to go down there with their kids and get, and the kids can get chicken nuggets and you can go and get whatever, you should be able to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think, and I was even thinking about this leading up to it, and that is that... Um, this is kind of like, I mean, if you're, if you own a restaurant, this is kind of like, wow, I've made it, you know, I'm in the fucking salt city market. Yeah. Like when else are you going to have a restaurant that's as nice as that? Uh, so it's gotta be a pretty big letdown when your contract is up. <laughs> right. You know, what are you going to do? Go from the salt city market to then some small spot, right. you know, and that's a pretty big space in there, right? It's huge. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Everything's bright and clean and shiny and modern and. It's brand new. Everything yeah. in there is brand new, so that's great. But they need a yeah. They have a bar in there too, right? They have a nice bar in there. Now, what's that attached to? Just a solo standalone that's, bar? Or? So it's Salt City Coffee, Salt City Bar. So um, it's like on its own separate wing, and they're open different hours in the market, and um, it's gorgeous in there. We've been in there. Um, I've hung out there a couple times. Yeah, it's great. They're doing a great job at the Salt City Market or Salt City Bar and Coffee. Um, but even they're having some trouble, like kind of, you know, so just everything, it's growing pains and it's not like, you know, but, um, I don't know. I, I expected a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure they'll work it out because you've got Adam who's running the food Everyone part. In there, and, they're going to, they're going to learn together yeah, too. Right. And Syracuse never had anything like this before. And I know that like the people that are in charge of it are, uh, know what they're doing. So. Um, and I had to say that because I just bashed them for the last five minutes. You know, I don't think you bashed them. I think uh, maybe constructive criticism. Right. You know, I mean, it is it is exactly what it is. It's what you saw, right. what you commented on, right? I feel like they can take it as like, hey, this guy <laughs> is really giving it to us. Or, hey, maybe he's got a point. Yeah. And I'm sure you're thinking what a lot of other people are thinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Whatever. Uh, so, what do you think Syracuse is missing in the foods? Like, what's something you you would like to see and different about the food scene in Syracuse? You know, the food scene in Syracuse. I just I think a little bit more diversity. You know, you got a ton of pizza joints, you got a ton of burger joints. They're all doing something a little different, but at the end of the day, it's the same thing, right? Maybe a little mix up. I mean, there's an Italian joint on every corner of the city. Yeah. They're all good in their own ways. Some of them are not good, but they're doing great, you know? Um, I don't know. I'd like to see a little bit more mix of, you know, maybe maybe a place that's already there, right? Let's, uh, let's just, like, pick a bar, right? Like, Shifties or something. Yeah. Right? You go there for beer, chicken wings, and live music. But what if they, like, threw a whiskey bar in there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Just to uh, 
you know, people already know that it's there. Yeah. But I feel like they need a reason to keep going back. That's not just the same thing that you're going to get every time. Yeah. You know, St. Urban was great. When that came around, there was really nothing like that. And, um, you know, now that Lacey's gone, maybe we should bring back a couple more small plates, topless places, you know? Yeah. Let's go grab a quick bite before you want to hit the town or go see a movie. Right. You know, now a lot of the places here are trying to give you an experience. And sometimes you don't always want that. Mm -hmm. You know, good food in and out. I think that would be great to bring around here. Yeah. You know, that's not going and getting a burger you know right yeah i don't there was uh yeah it's a tough town to be in for sure um you know i think for food like don't people make a shit ton of money here and um there's a lot of people that get into it thinking they're gonna make a million dollars overnight that don't you know but it is and uh but it is a tough town to be in to open up something you know i mean there's a little bit of everything Right, which is hard because you're like you may have an idea that you want to bring to light, but there's this monster place that's been here for 25 years, and you think to yourself, how can I compete with it? Yeah, you know, you just have to think to yourself how to work around it. Yeah. And I think a big thing is is the experience. Some people don't. The experience to them is could be going in. Grabbing something that's not a burger, a little small plate, you know, maybe some gravlax or this or that, nice house-cured meats, and you're in and you're out. Some finger foods, have a glass of wine, and then you're on about your day, your night, whatever you may have ahead of you. Right. That's not something that's readily available right now. Yeah, that's true. Where would you put something like that? Downtown or? No, probably the outskirts, you know, around here. Is nice, you know, heading into the west side, Tip Hill, close to the mall, close to places where there's activities that's not centered around that. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're um, near the mall. The malls, you know, has a ton of things to offer inside, but I know a lot of people that would just probably rather go to the mall just for the movies or to, to be in and out. So to have something in the area that's, you know, you can't offer in the mall would help them and help the people starting the business. I wonder what's going to happen to the mall if they're going to, I mean, you'd like to think that something that big can't really go under, but I mean, I I don't see how something that big could really still stay alive. I think, you know, the vendors inside have a fair chance, but I think they need um, the people who are in charge of the facility to keep that updated too, because, you know, from what I hear, without throwing shade at anybody that the the resources that the people have there are little to none. Yeah. You know, you go in there and you rent a space and you're told it's this and that and then you get in there and you know there's cracks in the floor. Maybe you have a cooler <laughs> that has, you know, leaking coolant and all this and that. And now you're left to pick up the pieces. That's not really, you know, yeah. Five years down the road, you're not going to want people. People are not going to want to be vendors in that mall. Yeah, for sure. And that's going to be terrible for the area and for that, for Destiny USA. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, so you, you've been at Kasai for two years. Where were you before that? I was at the Craftsman. Okay. In Fayetteville. Yep. Um, I know Steve Bature, Chef Steve Bature, a very good friend of mine. Yeah. I was there for a little while. I w- before that, I was the head chef out at Empire in Casanova. Oh, really? For for years, yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. What was that like? Crazy. 
you know, beautiful ride out to Casanova is a beautiful brewery, super, super busy on a very nice, um, property. The property was incredible. Had a lot of good opportunities there. It was nice. You yeah. Know? Um, have you been out there since Myers Creek opened back up? I have not. I would like to, I saw, you know, the process of it becoming Myers Creek from empire, you know? Yeah. And, um, it was especially interesting to me because, you know, Feldmeyer is the one who built the brewery there, who owns Myers <laughs> Creek. So they knew the ins and outs of the place. And crazy to see how much they changed something that they had already originally built. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, from what I hear, the place is almost, it's nothing like it was. Have you been out there? Yeah, we've been out there. I don't think, I had been inside of it when it was um, the, when it was Empire a couple times, but never as like a customer. Just when I would have to like drop shit off because Kubal was, you know, had coffee there and stuff. And um, uh, I know they opened up like the entryway and the top and they're building out, I think, the basement or the second floor or whatever the hell it is. They're building out on a different floor, like the whole space out there, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. The inside to me looks the same uh, or similar. At least I should say similar, mm -hmm. you know. It's kind of the same vibe out there. Yeah. Um, it's a gorgeous space. Right. There's no question that about that. Yeah, that property. Yeah. I know when it was Empire, I think it was 22 acres they had out there, something like that. Crazy amount of space. Nuts, man. Yeah. Such an expensive operation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So how how long were you there? I was there maybe three years. Okay. You know, they had um, the original chef when they had it opened, and then... Um, I had went there. My buddy was the chef there, my buddy Jimmy Bombardo, and I worked with him. He went, and he actually, before the trend, he left, he left there to go start um, growing weed and stuff in Maine. Oh, really? He's what's called an oil extraction artist. Hmm. No idea what it means, but then I took over his spot, and I was there for a few years hmm. doing stuff there, which is, you know, it's cool. That's cool. Yep. Did you ever think during the pandemic that you wanted to get out of the industry? You know, no, because when the pandemic hit, I was at Kasai and, you know, um, if you if you were aware of what was going on, you kind of saw the direction that it was going in. So Kyle and I, mainly Kyle, because he's just he's a real smart guy, already had plans in his head of, oh, hey, listen, man, if this was if this goes down. This is what we should do. Cheesecake, cheesesteaks being one of the first things, which and they exploded. Mm -hmm. He already had the idea of pivoting. So, no, I didn't really. I was not trying to get out of the industry. I felt pretty safe there, especially that being allowed to be one of the places that stayed open and available to people Yeah, when there was little to offer. Yeah. I don't I think uh, it's definitely um, interesting to see everybody's uh, behaviors now that things are kind of coming out, you know? Um, I mean, I got my second dose yesterday, so, uh, I, you know, it's kind of done with, you know, yeah. in my head, I'm surprised how many, I got, I'm not surprised. Um, in my head from everybody's behavior, COVID is done. Nobody right. cares anymore. Right. You know, I mean, I do, like I was at a restaurant one day, uh, like a month ago, old couple sitting next to me who was telling their waitress, um, that they had both been vaccinated. And so now they were going out They because they hadn't left their house for a year. They were eating out every meal of the day until they had like exhausted themselves. 
you know. So they were like, every day of the week, we're going out to dinner for all three meals because we just haven't been out. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously people like that. But I just think for the majority of people, COVID's done with. You know, I, yeah, I think they're done with it. Obviously, I don't think it's done with, but um, I wish if people thought that way, like honestly thought that way, hey, the pandemic's over, this and that, then, you know, I might be saying this out of a place of callousness because of what's happening right now. Uh, if you think it's over with, then let's get back to work, right? Yeah. Let's stop collecting this money. There's there's businesses that are dying because they can't find workers, right? There's plenty of people that can dine in, but your experience isn't going to be that great if you can't work, yeah. right? Or if no one wants to work. So it's great that people are going out back, resuming their normal lives and activities and going out and supporting local businesses. They have to remember that they could be a part of the problem, not returning back to work. You oh, know for what sure. I mean? Cause we're struggling. A, a lot of businesses in the area and outside of the area are also struggling. Like it's really, really tough right now. So if you're one of the people that think it's over, then let's get back to work, you know, and yeah. one hand washes the other because right now it's, it's tougher now than it was during the actual pandemic. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about, you know, yeah. people are making money whether they're working or not, but there's also people who are, they're making money, but they're working. Yeah. You know, I have two friends. One of them is a, was a chef who's been on unemployment since all this started. Another one runs a restaurant and was looking to hire a chef, not even a chef, like a line cook slash kitchen manager. And I connected the two. They met each other and interviewed. And the guy who was the chef said, you know, I'm on unemployment making 800 bucks a week right now. So you have to beat that. And the position didn't pay that much. And he was like, okay, well, you know, this is a job offer. <laughs> like, don't you want to just get back to work? And, you know. Um, the guy was like, no, because I can just collect the 800 bucks a week and stay home. Which is crazy. But now here's the thing. As far as my knowledge goes, you can work 30 hours, up to 30 hours, and still yeah. collect unemployment. Yeah. Right? So maybe you're content doing that, and that's fine. But me, if I was to collect unemployment, I would still probably want to go out there and work 30 hours. Because, yeah, okay, you're making $800 a week. But doing what with your time? Right. Right? Maybe just spending the money. I know I'd rather make money, so I would work 30 hours a week and collect unemployment. Yeah. Right? And that's, you're not doing anything wrong. That's something that they're saying is okay. Yeah. Because th those are the rules that they put in place. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you want to do yourself a favor, make more money, and do the small businesses you love a favor, maybe reach out to somebody and say, hey, I've never cooked or I've cooked, you know, maybe I was a chef, but I'm not really trying to hop right back into it. Hey, listen, we'll throw you 30 hours or less being a line dog. You know what I mean? Right. Not using line dog yeah. as, you know, a bad thing. Be a line cook or, you know, be a prep cook. Right. People can use the help. And I mean, how can you deny a little extra money? Right? Yeah. It only makes sense to me. I don't know what the federal unemployment bump is right now. I think it's like three or 400 bucks a week, right? Yeah, I think um, it's 300 so, I mean, you know, obviously you can get that plus that, uh, plus your hours that you're working and then whatever that difference is from the state. So, yeah, it is crazy. I, I want to do some sort of, I really want to do like a podcast interview where 
I talk to restaurant owners who are struggling, uh, which I know I can talk to any of pretty much any of them right now. I could throw a fucking stone and yeah. find somebody. But yeah. I also want to interview somebody who's on unemployment, a f- restaurant worker who won't go back to work. And I'd have to like blur out their name and face so they don't get <laughs> fucked. Um, but I don't even know how to approach to find somebody, you know, like that. Um, you know, who just it, not somebody who's like, because obviously if I talk to a couple people that I know, they'd like find some fucking excuse. Right. You know, I want to talk to somebody who legitimately feels like they're taking advantage of the system. I mean, it, it, it's kind of, how can you not think that you're taking advantage of the system, right? Yeah. There's, there's, what is it? What is the vaccination now? 30 and older? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's a huge window for people. You can't even say that you're scared to go out right. into the world anymore. I know. Right. I feel like it's 70% of Onondaga County has been vaccinated. Yeah. Yep. I got my second shot the other day. Did you? I'm good to go. Yeah. Everyone in the restaurant is good to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the other thing. All these businesses are taking these extra steps and extra precautions to make sure that people feel safe coming into the restaurants. And clearly it's work because the restaurants in the area, a lot of them are doing really, really well. Yeah. Which means people are going out. So I don't think anyone can use that excuse anymore as, oh, I'm scared or this is still a real thing. And it is a real thing. I get it. You know what I mean? You're still wearing a mask, aren't you? But you're out and about. Yeah. So as long as you're going to support, you should, I think you should really rethink, you know. Yeah. I wonder when it's going to be when masks and all that kind of stuff go away. I think it's going to be, you know. Back to close-knit conversations with people with bad breath. It's going to be terrible. (laughs) No. uh, (laughs) That is true. You know, I thought about it the other day. I was like, man, I haven't had that encounter in a long time, you know, where you're like, oh, let's end this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. So, uh, like, I mean, so how long have you been? I think I saw you, you you worked at the On Center before. That was Kyle. I was. Um, oh, why did I think that you cooked there too? So I was a banquet chef. Okay. So um, the limestone grill in Fayetteville. Yeah. Was that's what it was before it was the Craftsman. Oh, okay. Okay, I worked there. Gotcha. Um, doing banquets and stuff, and that's how I met Steve Batur. Um, I had left to go to Empire, but then I ended up going back yeah. when it was the Craftsman as the banquet chef. So I was doing, you know, not on center numbers, but I mean, we were doing, we were cranking some big numbers, weddings, whatever, pharmaceuticals, you name it, we were doing it. Hmm. Three banquet rooms. Yeah. Stuff like that. So. Yeah. Um, have you ever, well, yeah. Have you ever wanted to open up your own spot? You know, I've thought about it and, um, honestly, no, not really. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a lot of pressure. Um, you know, I would never say that I'm content, but uh, I'm happy getting better every day. Yeah. You know, at what I'm doing and learning without all the pressure of being a business owner. Right. You know what I mean? Um, there's people, you know, as crazy and strong willed as Kyle, right. you know, who is the chef and the owner. Right. That's a little crazy to me. I'm glad he can do it and he's doing a fantastic job. Me, um, I'm a chef. Not so much the business savvy type. So I think we're just keep that to the people who want to do that. And I'll continue to do my (laughs) thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to say that I couldn't help somebody start up their own business or. Right. Have a lend, you know, lend a hand, shoot a couple ideas out there. But for me, I don't really, 
You'd be not su- intriguing. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many people have opened restaurants. I'm sure you wouldn't, but uh, how many people have opened restaurants in this area with just that and no business acumen or anything. Right. I think that that's enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a wild world. It's, out a, there, man. it's a scary thing, you know. I mean, you're putting your your life on the line. Yeah, you know, maybe you're married, you have children, all their zero time. Your bank account could go down <laughs> to zero. You throw this up, you know, your house up, everything is on the line. Yeah, to me, it's a little too much. I mean, you know, and obviously you have to come up with a business plan and all that, and you know, maybe reach out to investors and stuff. So, so along the lines. You would hope somebody said would tell you, hey, that's actually a pretty terrible idea, <laughs> but that's not always the way that it works, right? No. So, yeah, for me, we'll just skip that, and uh, I'll just cook the food, design <laughs> the menus, you know what I mean? Yeah. And lead the staff. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, thanks for coming down and being on the podcast, thanks. dude. Wasn't that bad, right? No, it's been real. No, I just like, you know, we're just, I feel like we're just sitting here shooting the shit, Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Which is good, so... Well, thanks, buddy. And everybody get down to Kasai Ramen and uh, check them out. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with Chef Jesse from Kasai. Make sure you head down to Armory Square and check them out. Uh, They're doing some pretty amazing work, and it's really, uh, well, it's exciting to see their creativity and passion they have for their food and everything that they're doing there. Uh, Also, check out this really wonderful Uh, brand new hot sauce that they just came out with yeah go check it out anyways thanks for listening to the podcast if you don't already make sure that you've subscribed that way you'll be updated the moment a new episode is released um what else do i want to tell you about don't forget to leave us a review uh i've asked you plenty of times but leave us a review and let us know what you think of the podcast It's not really because I'm curious what you think. Uh, It's just because it matters so much in the podcasting world. So leave us a review. Let the world know what you think about the Eat Local New York podcast. If you want to connect with us online, go find us on Facebook and Instagram. That's where we're most active. And you can also visit our website at uh, at, uh, eatlocalnystate.com and pick up your Eat Local New York card to save $5 at over $150. Locally owned restaurants all around the state of New York, Kasai being one of them. I think that's it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We're going to catch you next week or sometime in the future on a new episode of the local New York podcast. Tell me deep, what is it you hope to find? Is it something true or just another lie? I don't want to waste all of your time Break your heart, baby, I just might Cause I know how it feels to be lonesome Spend most of my days 